0: Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family.
1: Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact they were meant to make. Today's episode is on me the visionary helping to make me the impact I need to make. I recently shared in a Carfagno cleaning update called Stay, Scale or Sell that the seasons are shifting from spring to summer in my personal cleaning business. As promised, I'm departing from my weekly business updates to allow space for other impactful episodes Like the interview I just recorded and published recently, The Cleaning Journey to Nineveh with Josh Melton. I will definitely keep bringing you these business updates from my personal cleaning business. But during this new summer season of me earning my freedom, I'll be starting this new monthly podcast segment instead of weekly. Purposely, I mentioned the prior podcasts. In Stay, Scale, or Sell, I laid out my case for why I need to scale my cleaning company. In the interview with Josh Melton, I saw a man with the same story as me and the same business if I were to scale. You see, I got super excited after doing that interview with Josh. I really wanted to see, could I do what he did? I have the same setup. He just hired people and scaled and built a big company. Could I do the same thing? I bet I could. So I reached out to Josh. I'm like, Josh, I need to grow my business and delegate it, and I love your model. I would love to hire you as my coach. How can we make this happen? And we had a back and forth, and we worked out some arrangements, and he said yes. So I am super excited to share that Josh Melton – will be Coach Josh, at least for the remainder of 2021, because Ken wants the business that Josh has in Athens Cleaning. So therefore, for the remainder of 2021, I'm launching this new segment, which is going to be a monthly freedom report with my friend and coach, Josh Melton. Why do I call it a freedom report? Because in February, we're going to Florida for a month. That is a level of freedom we've never had. Maybe it's not freedom to some of you listening but to us this is a big deal and I need to do certain things to get myself and my family lined up for a one month trip yes my solo gig is good two days a week blah 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 70,000 a year profit blah 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 but I cannot clean houses and offices two days a week in Pennsylvania and be at Florida in it for a month at the same time won't happen therefore I need to grow and Josh has the perfect business model And I want to duplicate what he's doing. So it's going to be an update each month on our freedom goal. So we're going to call it Freedom Report. So this episode is going to be the first one, the June 2021 Freedom Report with Coach Joss. And there's a lot of podcasts that do a segment like this. So I got the idea from some friends of mine. Some do an income report once a month or a passive income report or a state of the business, or whatever they're doing. And they share something like this each month. So why not me? The Freedom Report each month with Coach Josh. The format of these podcasts may change. I think what I'll start doing is giving you updates and snippets from the things that I've been learning in the previous month. Probably the goals and accountability that I've had with my coach I'll share ups and downs. But here is the other part I want to add. Josh and I are doing these weekly coaching calls and we're recording them. He has given me permission that I can use clips of our coaching calls. So I'll bring you pieces of what Ken and Josh are talking about to help me to the next level because I want transparency to you so you can see what I'm doing and I want to stay in accountability with you that Ken is going to go to Florida somehow, some way. It's going to happen. And I also want you to be able to see behind the black veil of how I started a business in episode one, essentially, of this podcast, took it to $70,000 per year profit on two days a week in less than 15 months. And then within 12 months of that date, that same business was making $70,000 plus without Ken having to clean at all. That would be one heck of a story arc from beginning to end all captured in this podcast. You guys down for that? Well, I hope so because I'm the one that has to do all the work. I got to do all this and report to you guys. All you have to do is listen. So you know why I picked Josh. And I hope that you've listened to The Cleaning Journey to Nineveh. If you haven't, go back. Stop this podcast and go listen to it. It's so good. But let me tell you a little bit more about Josh. He has built a professional cleaning company, really niching in on banks and doctor's offices. And with this company, he has over 60 employees. Now it sounds like it's a gigantic business, but hold on. These employees are professionals with day jobs. So they're working part-time for extra money, in professional buildings, and they're working about 6 to 10 hours a week. So that is probably the equivalent of maybe 6 to 10 full-time employees. So it's a solid business Josh is running, and a lot of quality people are working for him. He calls his business the Chick-fil-A model of cleaning. But more importantly, Josh has an ongoing six-figure income in the same types of offices that I clean, and he doesn't have to clean or manage. I wanted this, and Josh was willing to help me. Here's the coolest part for Josh. He has wanted to help others do what he has done in a coaching program down the road called the Six-Figure Commercial Cleaner. Josh is also the co-host with his business partner, Chad Brown, that you should definitely check out. It's called the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. In the clip of the first coaching call with Josh that I'm sharing on this episode, I will share his take on the pros and cons of the current business that I would like to scale. I think that'd be a great part to share from our very first coaching call. And what's so cool, when I did the interview with Josh just a few weeks back, I didn't know that. I was going to connect to what he's doing so much and ask him if I could hire him. I don't know if he saw that coming either, but I just call it such a serendipitous occasion, such a blessing, so thankful. I can't wait to get this going. And the clip you'll hear shortly, you'll see that Josh has a great outlook on me being able to do what he has already done And that's what a great coach can do, teach you to do what they've already done. And my part in this adventure is that he has the answers and I have the questions. And he has done this for so many years that he doesn't remember all the questions. So he wants to develop the questions as he helps me. I'll be a guinea pig of sorts, which I don't mind being a guinea pig. As long as I guinea pig my way to a six-figure income without having to clean Hello? (laughs) Without further ado, let me give you some updates from the month of June that I would like to share. And I will do so in bullet form to make it easier to follow. And these bullets you can find in the show notes. You won't be able to hear the bullets. I don't have a sound effect for it. I'll just share the different ones with a little bit of a gap between them. My marketing machine is still working well. I still have house cleaning referrals coming in. But unfortunately, I need to reply to all of them with this. I am taking a waiting list on all new houses. Would you like to be on the waiting list or would you like me to refer you to a cleaning friend as I cannot take any more houses? My sincerest apologies. I have done this at least five times in June. Honestly, it's inconceivable to think I would ever turn down work knowing where I came from. But I need to do this because my goal is financial and time freedom through my commercial cleaning business. So how is adding houses helping me get commercial cleaning business? But I've been cleaning houses for 16 years. Where does that leave my residential business? Honestly, guys, I don't know yet. I will likely hire someone to take them over. It's not a lot. It's only six clients, about $2,000 a month, but it's pretty simple two days a week, every other week. So I think I could find someone to hire to put in there. Or maybe I'll train a new solo cleaner and they could be my replacement for the jobs that I have. So hey, if you're listening to this and you're interested in starting a solo cleaning business or you are a solo cleaning business in the Philadelphia area, feel free to reach out to me. And we can talk about that. My houses are very high paying. My average house is, I believe, just under $200 per visit biweekly. So I get $5,000 plus on every house as an annual recurring revenue when the average nationally is about $3,300 and I'm getting $5,000 plus. That is really cool. Okay, let's do another update this would be that bullet. I did take one house from this waiting list. I had a doctor from one of the veterinary hospitals that I cleaned, and she wanted her house done weekly. She has seen the high-performance job that I've done for her hospital, and trust me, because of that three-year relationship with cleaning, and she wanted me to be the one to do it. I told her that I have a waiting list. She accepted that. I did the estimate. I put her on the waiting list. And get this. As soon as she was on the waiting list and thinking she wouldn't get it in till maybe July or August, one of my regular cleaning clients let me know that they needed to stop service. And it's due to declining health of one of their family members. And, you know, that happens. Things happen. You gain customers. You lose customers. It's nothing personal. It's business. I totally understood. And I wish the family well. And this was a very good reminder to me how important the waiting list really is. It's not just for replacing customers that aren't paying as much and adding better ones. I just slid the new client in the place of the one that just canceled. So the waiting list can be used as a buffer, as a cushion as an emergency fund, so to speak, when you lose a couple, which happens. What if you had a few that were waiting in the wings? And what if those few waiting were even better priced? For example, this one, the one that I just replaced from the doctor is $20 more per visit than the one they canceled. And here's the big one. I also had a call come in from a large CPA firm. One of their CPAs belonged to the same chamber as me. So he had seen my name and the influence I had at the chamber. He recommended me. Another CPA from a different firm and also in a different chamber of commerce recommended me. That's like triangulating Ken Carfagno and Carfagno Cleaning from CPAs. I have no idea how this happened. I don't know the other CPA. I'm not a member of the other chamber. Who cares? (laughs) So two CPAs recommended me. The HR director of this company checked out my website and was very impressed. She noticed that I was a Christian, which also reflected the same values as their firm had. So she reached out to me and left me this message. Hi, Ken. We're looking for a new cleaning service at our office. Your name was referred to us. I checked out your website and was very impressed. It looks like you're taking a waiting list and I'd love to be able to get on your calendar for an estimate. Whoa, how cool is that? I was amazed that my website communicated how professional and busy I was. It worked! I followed through with an estimate and a proposal that took me over six hours. They gave me a map of the building, which was 13,500 square feet. During our estimate, we had prioritized areas that needed to be cleaned every visit versus every other or monthly. I color-coded the map with highlighters, and then I included this color-coded map in my proposal. Then I used the proposal as a collaborative tool to start a back-and-forth process until we found an option that worked for them. I gave them three options to start from. A week later, I checked back in, and the HR director wanted to hire my company. This was so exciting, as it's going to be a $3,000 per month client. It's the biggest one I've ever had. And with this new client, I literally have no choice. I have to hire now because... I can't do this myself, and I can't do it with my two kids. This job is set to start in July, and I don't have anyone working for me. That's a problem, but I need to go solve it. Something that happened at the end of the estimate was very interesting as well. The HR director said to me, Do you background check your employees as the things in this office are highly confidential, and it's really important to us that we can trust the people in here? Here is my answer on the fly. And I told this to Josh in my first coaching call with him, and he says, nicely played. Here's what I said to the HR director. I'm going to be hiring professionals that already work in professional settings, like bank tellers, college administrators, office workers, secretaries, etc. These will be the people that already know and speak the language of professional. They are already background checked and screened by their full-time jobs, and they want to make more money outside of their full-time job in commercial cleaning can help them hit some goals she loved my answer and felt immediate trust to the team that i'm bringing on so i totally copied this from josh and speaking of josh those are my main updates for the month now let's dive into a snippet of the first coaching call with coach josh here you go Hey josh we did I mean, if you look at an extend, extension of an interview, we did an interview, I call it the cleaning road to Nineveh. And after that call, I'm thinking, you know what? I think I need to turn my face back towards Nineveh. And who was I going to call? And it's not the Ghostbusters. I'm going to call a, <laughs> my buddy. And I used to have a yellow backpack So They used to call me Venkman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I say so, that all the time, man. When I'm like training people, I'm like, you know, if you've never, because <laughs> Most everyday people have never had a backpack, back, you know. So, I'm like, if you're old enough, you remember Ghostbusters, this is going to be a dream come true for you, at least for about 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 you know? seconds. You'll feel some nostalgia.
1: I know, right? Right. I
0: got to tell you, man, I don't, I can't remember exactly when this was. I, I did a screenshot and in like in Josh Melton fashion, I never sent it to you, but I came across one of my favorite things is looking at like the Facebook memories of this day. See pictures yeah. of my kids when they're little, see stupid things I said decade ago. What do you got? I, I found this thing and Ken, it was a question and asked on Facebook. And the question was, which biblical character do you more closely or most closely identify with? And that was a oh, here it goes. Let's see when it was. This was June twelfth, twenty nineteen. Which biblical character do you <laughs> most identify with? And I said my answer's in the comments. And guess who it was? Jonah. Okay. Jonah, <laughs> Jonah. I said I really wish it were Joshua or Daniel, since those are my names. But it's probably Jonah. But it's so wh- funny because again, that was two years ago.
1: Why did you answer that though?
0: Twelve. Why did I answer it?
1: Mm-hmm. No. Why did you um, answer Jonah?
0: Probably. I mean, probably because um, the stuff we were talking about before. You know, this would have been 2019. So you know, I when during the last podcast we interview we were doing, I was saying like. You know, like, hey, man, it was this this Nineveh moment and this Jonah type thing where, like, Mm -hmm. I was always trying to run away from this thing. This was that time period, Um, like 2000, end of 2018 is when I came back into my company full time. And so I was seven or eight months into it and I started feeling that, like, I don't know, you know, I probably exercised on taking faith on that promise God gave me. So I just, just go here, like quit yeah. running away, like put yeah. all your efforts into this thing right here. So, yeah, it was interesting is I don't think that's, that had been a common theme of my life that I identified with Jonah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I have to thank you, you know, cause after that call just really messed with me in a good way. And then I got called out. I mean, just, it was like just all in that same month, I get called out on my mastermind with, you know, Vincent, you know, his total life freedom group. And, And they're like, I came with a question like, you know, I got to get to Florida. I want a month off with my family. We're going to book a place. And, you know, I realized I can't. I got got a great deal, like 70,000 profit cleaning two days a week. Mm -hmm. But I can't go to Florida for 30 days if I have to clean two every week. There's a there's a there's a problem there. And I, and I had a question because I was like, I've always been the solo optimizer. And so when there's a, a lower, like pruning, taking off the lower clients you're placing with better, constantly improving to make it more and more profitable. And I'm like, you know, I got this one client. I got a new one that wants to come on. It's really good. I want to get rid of two others I don't like. And they were houses. And they're like, why would you get rid of revenue? I'm like, because what I do as a solo, I, I constantly improve that because I only take so much. And it just got me thinking, why you know, Ken, why don't you start growing? Like, how are you gonna get to Florida? I'm like, Oh yeah, Florida. Like, mm-hmm. so it just it just started coming to a head like all in the past month. And when we talked, it's right after that happened, and I called you right, like rate right as I was finishing an estimate for this big CPA firm. And and last week I got it. I shared that with you. And getting that CPA firm, like God is showing me something. This is my biggest client and 3000 bucks a month. And here's what I I walk away from. Like, I like, first of all, it's more confirmation. And I have an employee that's ready to go. Like she's ready to go. And confirmation is you got to do this. Here's an employee to go with, with it. But here's the thing is that this thing's bigger than you can do by yourself. Like this is, this is the, like the milestone or the turning point, like you can't, you can't, you and your two kids can do what you're doing, but you can't add a $3,000 per month office. Like you're done. You cannot. And so yeah. enter Josh Mellon's.
0: Starting out, man, I would say one of the things that is different on, I know from the front is currently the way your business is set up is different than how my business is set up. Okay. And what I recognize, I mentioned this to you via text the other day is that you are offering a more niche service than I am. No, I'm focused personally, what my business has been, and it's grown more and more over the years, a professional clientele. The places I'm cleaning are largely bank branches is the number one client we have, doctor's offices, uh, you, you know, just for lack of better words, more often than not, we're in white collar environments. Yeah, right. That's who we're looking for, which that resonates with you. That's the same as what you're doing. 100%. But you're offering a higher level of detail cleaning service, and you've been able to do that because you've been doing it-
1: In residential for 17 years. Yeah. It's what I know.
0: Exactly right. So you know like the level of detail in residential is different than level of detail in commercial, but it seems Mm -hmm. as if you're offering that same level of detail from residential to commercial, which is a more niche market, which is cool because you'll have less competition.
1: You said- You are charging a premium rate for a premium service. That's a very niche market. Nobody will compete with what you are doing. That was confirmation. I have always felt that, but I was just kind of playing in the commercial. I had one or two and I could dive over there and pick up one that was like the same amount of skill required, the same amount of detail as I was already doing I'm just transferring my knowledge over to an office and I was and people and the ones that wanted that would work would pay it and I, I didn't have many of them and then that started forming up in the new business I'm like wait, I could do this and what I've noticed is taking the level of detail that I was doing in a house to an office would earn me the same profitability as the houses which I liked about residential but it's and it's harder to get them sure but I just love how how much easier it is to keep these clients, and yeah. like, there's so much. I mean, a house, I've got to be on my game. Thing, so let's let's talk on the kind of the front end of this, Ken. Okay. Some pros and
0: cons of the model that you've chosen. So, number one, you know that your model works because you have more than one client commercially, mm-hmm. right? So, if you just had one client, it'd be like, well, we don't know if you can get another client. That's a that's a high paying client. Again, yeah, they're, they're looking for something really well or really nice, and they're paying the premium price for a Premium product or premium service in this instance, you have a premium price attached to it. So you have more than one customer, so there's a market for what you're doing, which is good. On the pro side, so that's a pro, um, there's going to be less competition for you again because most people that are coming and cleaning are not going to provide service at the level that you're providing that. Like no, I don't know anybody that's going to, in the commercial standpoint. There, there's probably somebody out there that's just like one of those people that absolutely loves to clean. But you got a unique thing that you're offering. You're very professional yourself. You're gonna stand out in the, in the cleaning business because of that. Like you know the language. You're an engineer. Like you, you know, you can speak the language. And cleaning is a uh, cleaning is a fast food industry. You know, it's it's a blue collar, unprofessional industry. And so you're coming on the white collar, very professional side of that, which is good those are all pros. Yep. Um I think too. So this is a pro for you. This is a pro and it can be a con too, but because of the varying market of people offering cleaning services from you know again we we've existed in these Facebook groups. Like you see people all over the map and how they're running their business, what they're charging, things of that nature. I do. And the first question that they always ask though is like what should I charge for this? There's no standard charge; it's all over the map. Because you have somebody that just went to Home Depot and they're looking for their first client, then you have people who've, again, like you've said, with you have your podcast with the, lif- the different level cleaners, which I love, by the way. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's oh, so good because that is what you're doing. So you're you're offering a, you know, your level four cleaner. You're not only do you have all figured out all this stuff for your own.
1: And I teach, and because it's I'm good. teaching it, my credibility in my personal business. That's how I. That's how I'm getting things to the teaching aspect yeah. of it.
0: Yeah, and we all know when you have to teach something, you learn it at a higher level. Yeah, right? like you just have to know it at a much higher level. So there's one thing I'm gonna, I'm going to give you this man because I think it's as I was trying to to figure out like what is Ken doing that's different than what than what I've done. I have said for years before this was true. We were saying it like we're the Chick Fil A of the commercial cleaning business. That was who we wanted to attach ourselves to. They were a very professional fast food restaurant. They offered people would recognized them for their high quality for their Personal service, you know, just, their customer relationships are great. They say my pleasure when you say thank you mm. to them. They just are renowned for the, being a better product and service, but still in fast food. So,
1: and very profitable because oh, I think it's I think it's one Chick Fil A store is the equivalent of like two and a half McDonald's.
0: Yeah, they're doing way more volume and you know fifteen percent less time because they're oh, close yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we've been saying it for years, and I recognize that. And I don't know if you know this or not, but Truett Cathy stole my pleasure. I said, say stole, he borrowed it because they still have it too. But he, he took that from uh he, he learned that somewhere else and he came back and he taught it to his Chick-fil-A. He taught, he, he spoke it into Chick-fil-A culture. They said it took him like a decade because it's not a requirement. It's just like a, I would really like for you to do this for people to say my pleasure, mm-hmm. but he got it from the Ritz Carlton. He went, and stayed there the way they treated it. In fact, there's another part of the Ritz Carlton lexicon. The, we are ladies and gentlemen, I think they say, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies ladies and gentlemen. So they speak to their staff. Hey, we are ladies and gentlemen. We're serving ladies and gentlemen. So true, Kathy, he really loved that too. But here's the thing. This is why i bring this up. I've been saying I'm the Chick-fil-A, I'm the Chick-fil-A, I'm the Chick-fil-A. You, my friend, are the Ritz Carlton of commercial cleaning companies. Because again, the level of detail and premium service that you're offering is different than what I'm offering, which is really cool because some people don't like Chick-fil-A. Some people, when they go out to eat, will only go to Ruth Chris or whatever fine dining establishment there. May, there may be, and I really think that's what you're building. And I think that in, when you, if you wanted to communicate in a like way of people were saying, well, it's different about your your cleaning business, Ken, versus ABC Cleaning Company. It's easy to say, we're the Ritz Carlton of cleaning companies, like we are, just <sighs> serving at a much higher level they get again, it's kind of a word picture associated. I'm getting coffee. chills. <laughs> for the most part, the clients that you're serving, yeah, are probably going to be capable of spending time at the Ritz Carlton. Because if they were not, they're not going to pay a premium price for cleaning. If they're plan- if they're paying a premium price cli- price for cleaning, and they want a premium service for cleaning, then they're probably also doing other things on a premium level. I, I think when someone stays at the the Holiday Inn. Which is a great hotel chain. Yep. And there's some very nice holiday inns. Mm-hmm. People may feel like I need to put my stuff, I need to secure my belongings. But just, just an assumption, they may not feel the same way when they stay at the Ritz Carlton. Mm. They may feel like I can leave my stuff out in my room because it's the Like I'm comfortable. I feel safe. I feel like I can trust them. Like they wouldn't hire anybody to take my stuff, uh, things of that nature. Again, that's just an assumption. I don't that's know. A that's a great true. point. I'd rather spend more money than wait than than spend more time. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, and this is like looking for all the deals on everything all the time. Like, they're just the, the the value of a place on my time is higher. So I'm like, I'll just make a quick decision to purchase, and if it costs me a hundred dollars more here, I'm not that concerned because if I would have spent five hours to save a hundred bucks, then I just made myself worth twenty dollars an hour. And like, my hope is that I can be worth more than that, right? So once you are focused on that level of clientele, though, that that's the way they're thinking. They're more, you know, they're billing two hundred dollars an hour. So they're like, I don't care if the cleaning company costs three grand versus two grand. I just don't want to have to call the cleaning company. I want it to be clean all the time. And if that's who you're focused on, and you can sell toward that trust, like we're going to be here, we're going to do what we say, we're going to do. All your papers are safe. Like you don't have to lock away anything. Like that's a huge. It's peace. You're selling peace of mind. Is ultimately what it is. So I think on your end, selling man, I definitely see that. Again, was there,
1: the, was there cons? You said all all the pros. I'm waiting for you to unleash on yeah. my cons. <laughs> well, the con would be
0: naturally. So the, then this is as you get more and more narrow in a niche. Yeah. That means that you have just said no, 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 you know, to all these potential clients. So you're you have a narrow niche, which means there's less prospects. True. So you have to, you know, really define. So geographically. For you there may be and i don't know what area you're living as far as and how you know many companies that there are there but the more narrow you get from the standpoint of the the type of client you're looking for the the less of them there are you know that are there are prospects and so that's that's a con Uh, i think one of the cons in your scenario is that due to the level of it takes less training to be on staff at a hospital it takes less training to be on staff. It takes more training to be the doctor. It takes more training to be a you know family practice doctor than it does. If you want to be a surgeon, you're going to have to have more training. Like, The higher level of detail that your service offering is the higher capacity person you have to find and the more training you have to do. So for you, one of the things, so for me, my business, again, we're Chick-fil-A. So like we're just highly relational focused. We're not doing like deep, detailed cleaning. We're doing the basics better than most, and we are just really quick to answer the phone. And if there's ever an issue, like we just solve it, which makes this way different than most, but I can hire somebody and have them fully onboarded in a week's time. And that for your scenario, that's not going to be the case. Like it's your training, you're going to have to, it's going to take you, it's going to be harder for you to find people and it's going to take you longer to train them. So your onboarding costs are going to be significantly higher than mine, which is okay because your business model is different. Yeah. You don't have to grow as fast. Like you can, like yeah, like, all you're doing is saying I will have less clients. I'll provide a higher level of detail, therefore, I'll charge more. Yeah, so, like you're just going in a different like it's not the same. My business would grow faster than your business would grow. Like it's just they're just they're just a little different. Yeah, but we're still in the same. We're still at a pretty narrow niche together. It's just our product offering is a little bit
1: different i'm like super excited <laughs> yeah,
0: so the, the cool thing with that man is like even if, if me and you were competing with each other we're in the same market we, we really wouldn't we just
1: refer people to each other
0: 100 because you'd have somebody that would be like i don't want to pay that ken i really just want this mm-hmm. and you like, well you need to call josh because that's what he offers and vice versa i'd have somebody that was ridiculously nitpicky and i would say hey look that's just not what i'm offering but you should call ken like you need ken is your guy and so it's it's cool that the market is very similar
1: Oh, I am so excited hearing that clip again. Oh, this is going to be a tremendous period of time for our family. This is the summertime. I am ready to work these dog days and to get my team in place and to build up a company that I can walk away from and enjoy a life of freedom. So Josh, thank you so much for being willing to coach me and I am ready to be a great student. I will do the homework you give me, I will be accountable, and I will share that accountability with this podcast audience. So with that, I believe we can wrap up our first monthly Freedom Report with Coach Josh. What do you think of this, guys? You like this new format for my New Cleaning Updates? You like this segment with Coach Josh? I always, always, always invite feedback. So if you have something you'd like to share on how I can make this segment or any part of my podcast better, or you have a topic you'd like me to talk about, feel free to email me at ken at smartcleaningschool.com. Have an incredible, incredible week.
0: Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.